On a massive tour at the moment, British India, they're set to play the SSNA club this coming weekend. And joining me is drummer Matty O'Gorman. G'day, Matty. How are we? Good. We've also got to mention that you're part of the Triple M family because you do stuff on Triple M Modern. Yeah, I've been doing stuff on Triple M Modern for a few months now. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, I can I can see why everyone at Triple M is so happy all the time. It's the best job in the world. So, <laughs> well, let's speak about your other job and the massive tour that you're embarking on. Nick, the poet yep. tour, twenty plus dates to farewell guitarist Nick Wilson. It's got to be a little bit yep. bittersweet. Yeah, it's um, it's weird. We've kind of we're a few uh, a couple of weekends in at the moment. Um, it's been it's actually been a lot of fun. I, I guess you have weird moments where it's just like you know uh, we played in Tasmania over the weekend and it's like wow, okay, that's the last time we'll be playing, you know, Tasmania with Nick and little things like that. But it's actually been a lot of fun. And we do need to also sort of ask the inevitable question. So Nick's retiring from music. Does that mean the band is going to continue? We actually don't know. Like, it's a really weird thing when you've actually got a tour planned and booked. It kind of doesn't feel real yet. I think it will when the tour starts to kind of wind down. Mm. And the three of us will probably take a couple of months off and just kind of figure out what we want to do from there, I guess. Yeah, it's got to be... A... It, is, it, is, it is a weird feeling, though. I, I will be honest. It's like... And doing this tour as well, it just feels like any other tour. Mm. So it's it's kind of... It, it is weird. Sometimes you think, oh, God, this is the last one with Nick. And then you're like, God, is this the last one in general? We, yeah. we don't really know. So... We'll just kind of, we'll, we'll see where we're at at the end of the tour and see what we're going to do. Yeah, and, and Nick's retiring. I mean, it's sort of, you guys are all still best friends and all that kind of thing as well. So it's got to be a bit of a, yeah. a strange place to be in. Yeah, it, it really is. It's like, um, so yeah, the reason why Nick stopped touring is he's just recently married. He's got a business with his wife that's doing really, really well. And, you know, after 15 years of touring, he just, you know, Mm. wants to be at home on the weekends, which is completely understandable. I mean, we've been touring pretty much nonstop for the last 15 years. So we all understand and we're all, you know, we're all, like you said, still best mates. So it is weird. It is weird. It's it's really fun, though. I mean, there's no bitterness at all. Like, we're all really happy for him. And, uh yeah, just, just trying to make the most of every show, really. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, when you do talk about touring, just a cursory scroll of any of your social media, it's just shows, 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 shows. Yeah. You boys just don't stop, do you? Yeah, we're going to make him really hate music by the end of it. We're going <laughs> to just grind him into the ground so he never wants to pick up the guitar again. <laughs> well, if you want to leave, all right, we're going to make it absolute torture for you. <laughs> well, so that, that was the plan. Let's talk about a band that is, you know, has had its rifts from time to time. A few years back, you supported the biggest band in rock and roll, the Rolling Stones. What yeah. on earth was that like? Yeah, it was insane. It was crazy. Um, getting that phone call that we were doing it was probably one of the best phone calls we've ever had. But in the same kind of in the same uh, kind of vein, we had the worst phone call we've ever had about that too. Because I'm not sure if anyone remembers, they had a gig booked for. Hanging Rock in Melbourne. So we'd organise all of our friends and family to come and, you know, we organised buses for them. And then we got a call that morning saying that Mick Jagger had lost his voice and that the show was cancelled. Yep. So um, it was funny. I actually woke up to about 20 texts and they all started with, sorry. I'm like, this cannot be good. But we still got to support them in Sydney and we got to meet them. We got a photo. It was, it was still, yeah, it was great. 
Is that what it's like, though? You just kind of get the quick selfie and then they're off. I've heard oh. some crazy things about the Rolling Stones. Like each of them has got a manager who is on tour yeah. and then they've got a manager to wrangle the managers and it's just phenomenal. Yeah. Well, literally, when we, when we drove in, it was like, A, it was the biggest stage you've ever seen. And B, there were just cubicles set up and they were just filled with people on laptops working. We've got no idea what they're actually doing, but there was just people everywhere. But for example, like they came in by helicopter and landed as you do, and they would have security set up kind of the way that they would walk to their backstage area. So you couldn't go up to them and say hi. It was all kind of, you weren't allowed within 20 to 30 meters of them. And they just kind of walked into their little area. And then we weren't sure if we were going to meet them. And then this tour manager kind of came out the back and said, you want to meet the Rolling Stones? Yeah, of course we do. (laughs) So anyway, we went and met their tour manager and she gave us like this 15-minute briefing of, you know, what to do and look sharp and you can't take drinks. And we kind of went into this little sectioned off area and stood on these gaffer tape markings. Oh, my God. Stood there for about 10 minutes and then the band would kind of walk through. And, you know, they're a famous band too. This is not even a Stones. And we're like, wow, there are the backing singers, there's... um, you know, there's the sax player, all that kind of stuff. And then yep. the Stones came out. And then, you know, we, we were standing there in a row, like us, and then there was a Stone in between. And I was on the end. And then Mick Jagger was on the other end. And then he goes, I might go stand next to the tall blonde fellow. And I'm tall and blonde. And I went, shit, well, I'm the only tall blonde one in the band. So he comes over and stands next to me. And it was quite overcast. And he looked at me and he said, so do you think the weather's going to hold out? And I just completely froze. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't say anything. They took the photo and then they left. Uh, the preachers were also supporting as well, so they got a photo with the preachers and then they went on and played. Yeah, so it was crazy. It was literally the whole day was a whirlwind. So, I bet. Insane. Yeah, absolutely insane. And let's go back to the very, very beginning of your career. The uh, press yep. releases all say there was a chance meeting with legendary producer Harry Vander, who was, of course, in the Easy Beats, part of the production yep. team Vander and Young. I've watched yep. a couple of documentaries where Harry has spoken, and I just love his sort of semi-Dutch Australian accent. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Well, it hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. It's still there. <laughs> and it, it's, uh, yeah, it was incredible. That was you know, it was a while ago, but it was when we were quite young and to kind of go in to record your first album, to have someone like there kind of steering you in the right direction and helping with, you know, the structure of songs. I mean, you really couldn't get a better start. Were, and you, were you guys aware at the time of just the gravity of the person that you were in contact with? It's kind of weird. Like, you, you do, and then I think you realise it more as you go on because it was quite, okay, Harry's keen to do it, we're going to do it in a month. And then you're like, wow, we did this, did this, did this, and then that. But as you're kind of in the industry, as time goes on, there are little things that you kind of pick up with like, wow, Harry did that? Harry yeah. did this? And you see like Easy Beat stuff and you just be like, yeah, it's incredible. And, you know, that was apparent in the studio, like the, the stuff he was doing with the, you know, songwriting and things like that. It was, you knew there was something special about him and, you know, proof in the pudding, really. Mm, yeah, pretty awesome experience, I, I'm guessing. So you've yeah. got this uh, this massive tour for British India and yep. um, obviously you're coming to the border. You, team, yeah. oh, you guys uh, come to our area reasonably frequently, which is just amazing. We love it. We love seeing you. What is it that keeps drawing you back? Well, it was one of the first kind of areas that we played outside Melbourne just because you could drive a van there and drive back. So we've got a lot of fond memories. I've actually got 
a lot of family in Yakandanda. So oh, really? It's quite a hot spot for me. Yeah, like me and my whole family, we've been going up there every Easter for, well, since I was born. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, every time I'm in Albury, I always try to stay a bit longer and see the family and then just get the feline back to Melbourne. So I'm probably going to do the same this time around. But it's been weird. Like, we've played at, you know, Soden's and uh, we've played pretty much everywhere in Albury and it's, it's always fun. It's always a really fun night. It's always a really good crowd. It's, yeah, there's just something about it that's really, um, really special. That's why we keep coming back. And, you know, if we keep going, we'll, we'll definitely come back as well. Oh, that uh, little if in there being the um, operative word of that yeah. sentence. It's sort of hard to yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the of course, having been in the scene for a long time, your music for particularly kids interested in more alternative rock and roll, they you know, there wouldn't have been a time where they kind of don't remember you guys soundtracking their lives. Yeah, when you put it like that, it's, it's, it is weird. Like you kind of, it's like as far as perspective on it all, I guess I haven't really sat down and thought about like the actual journey. It's kind of just looking at what's in front of you and like, okay, well, what if, what if this happens? What if that happens? But I, I think at the end of this tour, I will kind of sit down because it'll be the first time in a long time that we don't have a gig booked or a plan to do something in the next few months. So that will be a really weird feeling. And I, I suppose the three of us will kind of, you know, we'll, we'll know there and then whether or not it's just like, okay, well, we've, we've got to keep going or we might just be like, oh, look, it's, it's not going to be the same and let's, let's maybe call it a day. But, but either way, we're not too sure. Um, and, yeah, like just being completely honest, we, we actually don't know yet. So mm. we'll, we'll know early next year. Okay, well, that's a bit of a tease to <laughs> look forward to what's yeah, going exactly. on. But we do yeah. look forward to seeing you this Saturday night playing the SSNA Club. It is a ticketed event, so log on to the SSNA yep. Club website to grab your tickets. And Matty O'Gorman, all of the best for this Thank incredible you. tour and all the best to yep. Nick as well. And we hope to send you off, if that is the case, in style this Saturday night. Thanks so much for the kind words. And thanks to everyone at Albury. You guys have been amazing over the journey. and. Yeah, come down, come down Saturday night. It's going to be a lot of fun.